PodNation, the podcast about nutrition and health for tomorrow, inspired by Bernadette Bruckner and her own nutrition work called Renition, Nourish and Flourish Soul, Mind and Body. My today's guest is Heather McDaniel, who has two core beliefs that inform her work. Number one, that every woman desires to feel powerful, strong and confident in herself. Number two, at the macro level, she believes that taking care of your health is the best way to give big corporations that profit from horrible diets the finger. Food activist, compassionate fitness and nutrition coach who spent years as a sales and marketing professional before pursuing a career in health and fitness. Politics, religion, systemic problems, all tied to how you take care of yourself. Hello, hello for the next episode for, of Podnition. I have today here Heather from the US. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on. It's, I'm totally thrilled about it. And because I don't know how it is in your country, but the Austrians became kind of like couch potatoes. And I, it's like, what's, what's everything with you? Everyone, everybody is getting, I don't want to say better, but it's like, you know, more comfortable. <laughs> so what about in your country? It is horrible. Um, it seems like that what we've seen here in the U.S. for the past several decades, as far as obesity rates, as far as poor nutrition, that's, that's actually becoming a big export of, of ours here in the U.S., where it's, we're exporting it to European countries and other countries around the world. Um, not, not great. Um, it's a lot of our lifestyle, um, nutrition habits, and just the choices that we make every day uh, as far as what's available food-wise and what we're actually choosing. Um, and also the lifestyle in terms of how we eat is, is evolving too. Uh, and that's one of our exports to, to European countries. So for example, um, in Europe, from my experience, you take your time eating, right? You eat with other people. You don't really eat in front of a screen. I don't know if you're seeing that evolve. In my experience, in my travels, I've definitely have seen that change uh, where we're rushing. Mm -hmm. And in the US, we eat in our cars, we eat standing up, we eat we just shovel our food, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that's, you know, we, we have to focus on how we eat just as much as what we eat. Mm -hmm. Did you, did you saw also another change since lockdown? I, I think what, what we're seeing since things have gotten locked down. Um, now, mind you, in the U.S., we're a lot more open as far as businesses go than what you're seeing in Europe. Um, and things are continuing on a bit more as normal. Um, but what you're seeing is this drastic shift of reaching for comfort food. So for example, in March, when everything was locked down, we couldn't buy flour because it was sold out. Everybody was baking bread at home. Um, so you saw this almost like a reconnection to food and a reconnection to cooking in the kitchen that we didn't really have for a while because we're so accustomed to eating fast food, we're eating out often. Um, but as things opened up, we kind of reverted back to our, our everyday habits. Mm -hmm. We had the same in Austria. It was really interesting to see. We also had the, the flour, everything was like sold out and it was like, what's going on here? Yeah, 
Yeah. So I actually out of the, the few of a nutritionist like you and me, it was a good thing. Yes. But just reestablishing the, the connection to food yes, again, right? Yes. And also what food is. And when you make it you, you, on your own, it's something positive. But on the other side, uh, the people gained weight. They yes. become more lazier because their, their, their normal schedule was like away. And, and sometimes some who were already very disciplined stayed disciplined. And the other one became couch potatoes. How was it in the U.S.? About the same. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, there's not a lot, you, you know, the activity levels have dropped dramatically. Um, you know, even working with clients, I work with clients virtually. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I have to remind them that, uh, you know, just doing a, a, a workout isn't enough because you're not walking to your job. You're not walking to the store. You're not doing all of these things that go along with it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, it does make sense. And for people that weren't working out to begin with, you know, you're not driving to work. You know, you're basically moving from your bed to your desk a couple of rooms away to the couch and, you know, points to the bathroom and the kitchen in between. And that's not a lot of activity. No. So we are seeing a lot of those, you know, just this confinement, if you will. Um, and it's just been, you know, I hope that when things, you know, when, you know, vaccines are distributed and things start to re go back to normal, that those, you know, it's almost like this pent up energy where everybody's just outside and hiking and mm -hmm. enjoying nature and being active again, because in a sense that was taken away. In, in your opinion, um, a specialist in, in fitness and nutrition, what should be or could be actually the best diet? I don't really subscribe to diets per se. Like I don't really talk about things like keto or intermittent fasting or any of those things. I look at food from a place of love and nourishment. I, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's not so much diet per se, or like a specific diet. It's does what you eat have nutritional value? That's the question that you want to ask yourself constantly. Um, and it's, it's hard because we're marketed foods that have a lot of sugar and it's hidden. You know, we don't know it. Um, you know, for example, I saw, you know, I have a, package of breadcrumbs. There are added sugars in that. Breadcrumbs. What? Come on. You know, so, so these are the questions that we have to ask ourselves is, you know, what are we really eating um, as opposed to a specific diet? For me, it's interesting because when I work with my clients, I'm working on the base of values and beliefs. And, um, there you see a lot of how, how uh, different beliefs or how different fields like religion, politics, or the, the uh, family environment actually um, creates our food habits. Yes. How your experience? Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of, of marketing. And that's actually, before I got into fitness, my background, my professional background was in sales and marketing. And I see how 
we are encouraged uh, and we're kind of fed these beliefs about what is healthy. And I'm sure you see the same thing in your work. Um, you know, here's, here's an, an example. Um, you know, foods that, that's processed, but it's organic, right? Organic, I always go to this example of orga talking about organic macaroni and cheese, right? It's healthy because it's organic. That's, that's the belief system that we're, that's kind of instilled in us, mm -hmm. but it's still macaroni and cheese. It's not exactly the best choice, um, but we kind of, we tend to justify our choices based on our perception of, our perceptions of what's healthy and what's not. But isn't it interesting how marketing actually influences us? Yeah. That we actually cheat ourselves? Yes, Because everybody absolutely. knows that macaroni and cheese is not healthy. And even when there is a label on it that's biologic or organic, it's still not healthy, but we buy it because there is a label. I, I see it in so many people who are vegan. They buy stuff when I read it in the back, what's in there. Yeah. Even when there's vegan, I wouldn't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's interesting. And, and a lot of people believe afterwards because it's vegan, I can eat it because they, vegan is like healthy. And I'm yep. like, no. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned a, a vegan diet. I actually was vegan for a while. But what I ate, I actually gained like 20 pounds okay. as a vegan. Um, and that's because I didn't, I realized that a lot of the food that's out there, it's processed mm -hmm. and it didn't work for my body. Mm -hmm. So I'm eating like vegan junk food, you know, and it exists. There's a lot of it out there now. Oh, yeah. You know, we've, we've come a long way from, you know, just having tofurkey on the market, you know, but, uh, but again, you know, it's, it's, you know, we're, we're marketed a, a certain type of food that, that is supposed to be healthy. But again, we, you know, we use that perception to justify our choices. Mm -hmm. But do you have for our listeners one tip, how they can choose better uh, when they, when they go food shopping, um, even when it says they're you know, vegan and organic and all the things. Read the label. Yes. Absolutely read the labels on everything. Um, look for things like added sugars. Mm -hmm. um, things that if you can't pronounce it, it's probably not good for you. That's, that's just a very basic general guideline. Um, and look for things like fructose, high fructose corn syrup, um, those are things that are, it's another word for sugar. It's another word for processed and added sugar. And those are things that contribute to obesity. Um, and you don't really realize it until you start looking at labels and you start learning what, what your food is actually made from. If you think about it, you know, think of your food as manufactured like an iPhone because that's really what goes into it. There's a lot of engineering to develop the taste. There's a science behind it that is driven to get you to buy more. I see. We can, can talk about for, for hours about this topic, especially- Yes, we can. <laughs> can I even get to the political part of it? Yes. You know, I didn't even get to the policies <laughs> that drive this either. And that's yes, a whole other conversation. 
um, in terms of how, uh, you know, like here in the US, right, we have the food pyramid. And that's like the guideline that everybody uses. Same. All right. In here, the last time it was done, lobbyists spent over $70 million to influence the result of that. And I'm sure you're seeing, you know, a little bit, you're probably seeing a bit of that um, in, in Europe as well. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> so there, even, there is a huge lobby. It's a, it, we're talking about uh, different uh, fields or branches where there's a lot of money in it. Um, and it's like that we actually begin listen to our body again. That's, that's also my, my biggest aim. There's a lot of stuff you don't buy anymore. And as you say, if, if, you, if you read the label and you cannot pronounce it, just don't buy it. Yeah. And, and this, is, this is something, I think this is uh, really a very, very good tip for our listeners out there. And thank you very much, Heather, for the grips, for the conversation, for all your tips. And uh, let's have fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. I, re I really appreciate it. Heather, number one tip for ultimate health. There is so much good stuff to enjoy. Be present to it all. Podnition, the podcast about nutrition and health for tomorrow. Inspired by Bernadette Bruckner and her own nutrition work called Orenition, Nourish and Flourish Soul, Mind and Body.